just the, the way he was walking down the aisle, just kind of drifting from side to side, just not a straight path. And an empty looking, his face just kind of empty looking, just not really seeing anything. And based on that observation, what did you do? Just watched him for a little bit, asked another associate that was nearby what he saw, and then just kept an eye on him. And then after after a few minutes, called over Lincoln because I thought he was going to do something, shop it or something like that, the way he was acting. So you said you thought he was going to do something. You didn't think he was going to file it? No. Shop yes. It's hard to make out the picture there, but the officer and Lincoln Lemire was coming through the front door at that time. Okay, and the front door would be about equal to where it says fresh produce directly to the left? Left of that, yes. They're at the pole there. Tell me if hit his face or not. Okay, did they slide? He went face forward first. Okay, and from the tackle, it looks like they slid quite a bit. Is that right? A little bit. At one point, Mr. Daniel lost his shoe. Yes. All that? Okay. So, um, you said that you heard one shot. It sounded like a pop. I just thought something busted. It was in the backpack. Okay. At that time, did you see anything that looked like confetti or paper fly out? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, now, can you tell me um, when you were able to, after all the shooting was done, you were able to get on top of uh, Mr. Daniel's hand, and Mr. Amir was on top of him, right? Yes. At that time, did he say anything to you? No. You never said a word. No, we did not. You, you yourself never heard him say anything. No, I did not. And you didn't, you didn't hear him laugh or anything like that. Uh, he was laughing. He just giggling, basically smiling. Okay. But I, I never heard him say a word after that. Okay. Um, did, he, did at any point did he pass out? No. You don't recall him passing. I did not see him pass out. You have the right to have a lawyer present to advise you prior to and during any questioning. If you are unable to employ a lawyer, you have the right to have a lawyer appointed to advise you prior to and during any questioning. You have the right to terminate this interview at any time. Do you understand those rights? Am I present to you? Yes, I do. So from what I understand, you're, you're living over there at the Warner's Park Apartments, you were saying? Yes, ma'am. And this incident happened kind of close to there? Yes. Okay. What was going on today? Were you out earlier in the night doing something? I was there, I got out of the phone, and uh, I had taken some drugs. Okay, what kind of drugs? I had taken those that nice. Is that something that you normally take at night? No, I've shot it two or three times. Was this with like a, a roommate or a group of people, or was it just you on your own? It was me on my own. And how, how big was the annex, I guess? Four bars. Four bars? Is that when you have taken it before? Is that a normal amount? 
No. Okay, how did that work out? He sold me four, and I gave him the cash, and then he smoked a little weed with me and then left. How many disco bars were there? These were six apiece, six, 12, so 24. For six bucks? Yes, usually they're five bucks apiece. Was this more expensive for any particular reason? Sometimes when there's a shortage, it costs more. And the guy who smoked the bowl with you, what's his name? I don't want to incriminate him. Okay. So you had him, you smoked with him, and what time did he leave? Shortly after 6.30. So it was still light out? Correct. Okay. So after 6.30 p.m., what did you end up doing? And then the Xanax makes you lose your memory really badly. And then I took the bike out. And you're talking about a motorcycle? Motorcycle, correct. What kind of motorcycle do you have? It's a Kawasaki ZX-10. And where did you go? Where did you ride to? First I just rode around, and then I saw Walmart. Is this the Walmart, like right at Palmer and 35, or which Walmart are we talking about? Shoot. It was Palmer and 35. And did you go, like, a great distance when you were driving? I did go a great distance, but I circled around some, and it's very difficult to piece it together. Okay. But it was a Walmart, and you kind of circled back, and it might have been near your residence somewhere? Correct. Okay. Do you know what time you got there? It's hard to recall. 8 or 8.30. Was it just not in dark? Just not. Okay. And what did you do in the Walmart? In the Walmart, I went in and looked for things that I needed. I got them all in bags. I had a backpack with me. Then when I saw that there were no cameras, I put them in the back of my backpack. You put them in, like, the Walmart bags, and then you put those bags in your backpack? Yes. And then I proceeded to walk out. When I walked out, I saw one officer and one plainly closed loss prevention associate. The officer told me to stop, and I knew what he was after. And I had a .380 in my pocket, so I figured that the consequences might be worse. So I ran. The car grabbed me, and I turned around and shot him. So you had the gun in, like, the front pocket? Front pocket. Like the right or the left? The right pocket. So you just plainly carry it, like, just hide it in the pocket? Yes. Okay. And you're talking about these pants that you were in now? These pants that were in the... Okay, so in the right front pocket? Yes, ma'am. So when you came out of the... You came out of one of the main doors at the Walmart? Yes, ma'am. So they were kind of just sitting there talking? The officer and the loss prevention guy? They were eyeballing me, so they knew that they were going to confront me. And the officer said what, in your words? The officer said, wait, please step next to me. Will you please follow me? And then I took off running. Just any particular direction, or...? I went towards the exit. Okay, so this was still inside the store? Yes, ma'am. 
they kind of approached you before you hit those doors to go outside. That's correct. So the officer says, please, you know, come over here. Please step aside with me over here. And you were just... That's correct. Okay, so how far did you get when you were running? Four or five feet. And then what did the officer do? He grabbed me and I turned around and I saw his face and I shot him. He grabbed you from behind? He grabbed my arm and my right arm was loose and that's the one that had the gun. So he grabbed your left arm? He grabbed my left arm and shoulder. Okay, so you're running and he grabbed you like up here? This one. So you kind of turned? But this hand was already free, the right hand? That one was free and once he started to talk to me, I had my hands in my pocket ready to go. So the minute you saw him, you were kind of like, oh, I know where this is going. The two guys talking. Well, I figured if I could escape, then I would have avoided the situation. But yes, premeditated, whatever. Knowing you had a gun on you and everything, you were just like, oh, I need to get out of here because this charge is going to be even worse. Correct. So while they were kind of confronting you, you put your hand in your right pocket? Correct. And then while you were fleeing, you kind of just kept your hand in or did you pull the gun out right away? Well, I was fleeing and I pulled it out right away. And you're talking four or five steps? Yes, ma'am. So then you grab him, he gets the shoulder, and when you turn him, his face is kind of like right there? Yes, it was kind of a jumble until I turned around and I saw a clear shot of his face. So then the gun's in your right hand? Yes, ma'am. And then did you pull it up or shoot it from your hip? I pulled it up directly to his face. Right to his face? Correct. How far away were you from me to you right now with my hand? How far away? That's about the perfect distance. From you to him? Yes, ma'am. And then you shot him? Yes, ma'am. And where did you shoot him? It was hard to tell, but I believe square in the face. Square in the face? Yes, ma'am. How many times did you fire? One. And then what happened? And then the other officers tackled me and it was over. There was more than one uniform officer or are you talking about the loss prevention officer? I believe it was loss prevention. All I saw was one officer who was down. One officer was down? One officer who I shot was down. He had blood on his face. And then you got tackled? Yeah. Do you remember somebody in uniform tackling you or just somebody tackling you? Just tackled and then it was kind of a blur at that point. How do you feel about what happened? I feel like my life's over. And was your .380, was it loaded completely to capacity? It was fully loaded with one in the chamber. Is that how you talk? Yes, ma'am. Is that how you normally carry it? That's not how I normally carry it, but when I went to the store, I didn't want to be cocking it if something was going to happen, you know. So you just got it ready just in case? I got it ready, yeah. So you're pretty much ready to go from the beginning. I mean, you went over there. Did you have the intention of shoplifting? I had the intention of shoplifting. I did not have the intention of shooting anybody. 
They got the gun ready just in case there was an issue. Correct. And how do you feel, like right now as we're talking, how do you feel about shooting that cop? I feel horrible. I feel I deserve it. I don't know how to explain it. Do you feel horrible for yourself because your life is over? I feel very bad for the officer who is doing his job and has kids and I saw his face. What did his face look like when you saw it? There was blood coming out of his eyes and his mouth and stuff. Was he saying anything? He was gurgling. And when you first saw him, when he turned around and he turned to you, did he say anything to you at that point? I don't think he could say anything. He could just barely gurgle. This is when you saw him on the ground? Yes. When you ran your four or five steps and he grabbed your shoulder and you turned around, did he have time to say something to you? Did he get anything out? Did you hear him yelling at you while you were kind of taking your steps to run away? When I first ran, he said, I'm a cop. And then there was four steps where three or four people were screaming and I couldn't decipher who said which. Say the three or four people who were screaming, what were they screaming? They were screaming, stop. This is loss prevention, loss police. This is police officers and things like that. So he said, I want you to step over here, blah, blah, blah. And then when he turned to run, he said, I'm a cop. Yes, ma'am. And then as you're taking your four or five steps to run away, you hear just a jumbled screaming of loss prevention, stop, police officer or whatever. Yeah, and acceleration. Did you hear people's footsteps behind you or something? Yeah, it was just a blur, kind of. And when he grabbed you to turn you around, did he say anything at that particular moment? No, that was more fast-paced. It was just a wrestle more. And a pull? He pulled me and my body jerked. And then you got him out? I mean, what time? I mean, we're talking about like a second at the most or are we talking about less than a second? Just a millisecond. Millisecond. And the blood that I'm seeing on you? That's his. That's his? Did you get wrestled to the ground or did it just run from when you shot him? I think it was from when I shot him. So when you shot him, there was a mouth that came back onto you? Yes. Okay. And then the distance that we portrayed earlier was pretty accurate distance of how far away you were? It was about one foot or so. One foot or so. Okay. 
the guy that tackled you, did he say anything? I think there was two or three people who tackled me and they just said, you know, just you're an idiot and, you know, hold still and think. Were you fighting still? I wasn't fighting at all. Were they telling you to hold still for any particular reason or were they just saying it to say it? I think they were just making sure I knew. Where did the, like, I know you're saying that this all happened really quickly and I understand that. I mean, you turn and you shoot and, you know, the blood and the tackle. Where did the gun go? The gun, I must have dropped it right after I shot him. Do you, you know, consciously remember that or you just believe that that's what you did? That's what I believe. Okay. I don't have it with me so I'm not sure where it is. You shot and then right away you tackle and something happened. I shot and then, yeah, it was like I was on my face with four people on me. We're going to get somebody to come up and, you know, take some photographs and obviously collect some of the evidence from your person, okay? You have a lot of blood on you, obviously, you're talking about it, it's from the officer. We just want to make sure that we document everything, okay? Is there anything else? Are you, do you have any injuries on you? I do not. Are you injured in any way? No, I'm sorry. What? No, ma'am. No, okay. And your shoe is? I'm missing that shoe, I don't know where it is, but I don't have the blood there either. Okay. And then the sweatshirt? Sweatshirt has blood on it. Okay. Please. And your hands had some? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to make sure that those, that particular person is around. It's a civilian who just comes and takes pictures and photos from our crime scene person. And then I'll just make sure that we don't, you know, have any other questions for you. We might go through things again, okay? So we just want to make sure that we have everything. Is there anything that you want to say or that you want somebody to understand while we're sitting here talking? I do want to say that I remember parts and pieces of it because I was on drugs and that's all I want to say. Okay. Parts and pieces are there and parts and pieces are kind of a little bit more blurry? Yeah. Okay. But the parts that we were talking about that you vividly remember, those parts, the running and the, you know, stealing the stuff and then trying to run away and the gun? Everything is more just blurry. But you were pretty descriptive about, you know, having the hand in the pocket and having it, you know, taking it out while you were taking steps to run away and how far away you were and all that kind of stuff. Otherwise it would just be a blank memory. So this is... So right now it's kind of, it just seems like, like you said earlier, it seems to you like it was only 11 p.m., right? Yeah. And when I told you it was 4, 10 at the time, you were like, holy mackerel. You didn't think that much time had passed. Yeah. Okay. So everything's kind of going by pretty quickly. Yeah, it's confusing. And I know I got it earlier, but Brandon is a B-R-A-N-D-O-N? Correct. Okay. And Daniel is a D-A-N-I-E-L? Correct. 11-11 of 1987? Yes. And where were you born? Wichita, Kansas. Kansas. Do you have any family here? Not in Texas. 
So he kind of shared with him, or is he kind of just did it, did it on his own? Yeah, I kind of shared with him. And did you drink anything? Um, no. Alcohol, not really your thing? Um, it's my thing on the weekends and stuff, but not much, you know. What, what time would you say that you took the, the bars? Was it like right when you came over? Yeah, it was probably like 30 minutes before I left. 30 minutes before you took off? Just driving around? Which, I mean, you're saying, I mean, do you even know how long you were driving for on the motorcycle? Uh, I rode around town for a little bit and then met up with, in the uh, Walmart, I don't know, 30, 35 minutes. 35 minutes, and you said met up in the Walmart, did, did you meet yeah. someone in the Walmart, or? No, no. And you got to the Walmart maybe 30, 35 minutes later? Correct, yes. Okay. And how long were you in the store?
Okay. I mean, it's just a normal one, you know, colored uniform. Yes, ma'am. Did a badge? Yes, ma'am, a badge. Okay. Any kind of hat? No, ma'am. No hat. Okay. And just normal belt and all the normal stuff that you would see a cop wear? Yeah, the belt with the gun and, you know, handcuffs and things like that. That's the normal stuff. Anything unusual about the officer? Not that I can see. And you said he was a white man? Yes, ma'am. How tall would you say he is? Two inches taller than me. How tall are you? 5'8". About 5'10". 5'10", yeah. So you're saying he was pretty well built? Not like, you know, Iron Man or anything like that, but, you know, in good shape? Yeah, yeah, skinnier than the other loss prevention center. Skinnier. Skinnier, but bulky. Maybe because of the vest, or, I mean, did he just look like he was in shape? Yeah. Skinnier, but in shape? Yeah. Okay. Can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Am I going to jail for the rest of my life? I don't know if you're going to jail for the rest of your life. You are going to jail tonight. But I can't sit here and, you know, play judge and jury and tell you what's going to happen, okay? Off the record. Sure. Off the record? Off the record. Actually, even off the record, I can't tell you because I'm not going to be the one making that decision, okay? What do you think should happen to you? Probably be put to death. You feel you should be put to death? I killed this cop. Yes, you did. From what I understand, yes. But, I mean, it seems like you have a pretty good idea that you might have already been killed. You're just looking for confirmation on that? I just want to know if they killed the person. Yes. And from the injuries that you're describing, from the head wound, do you feel that that's pretty accurate? There probably wouldn't have been any other option? Is there any particular reason you shot him in the head? Just a lot of drugs. You know, there's a lot of people who will shoot, you know, they'll just shoot somebody in the chest or they'll just shoot, like, normal, like, in the center. Is there any particular reason it was the head instead of the chest? Well, for that specific reason, the head was in direct focus. When you pulled up the gun, it was just right in line with your eyes with the gun in front of you? Is that what you mean by focus? That's fine. Okay. Did you think ahead of time, if I shoot somebody, I'm going to shoot them in the head? No, no. I didn't want to shoot anybody. But as we discussed, you know, earlier, I mean, you had the gun cocked, which you normally wouldn't do, and just in case. That's fine. Okay. And when you saw the officer in the loss prevention guide, you put your hand in your right pocket? Once they started chasing me, yes, sir. And pulled out the gun? Yes, sir. Okay. Any other questions? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
But there wasn't much conversation before you kind of took off, right? The, the officer said, come, come with me. Uh, he said, stop, and then he said, I'm a cop. Stop, I'm a cop. Then he grabbed my arm, and, uh, and I shut up. So, yeah, that's the question. Just trying to make sure there wasn't any question of whether he was a police officer or not. I knew he was a police officer. I'm going to go take a look and see if there are uh, crime scenes here. Right. Is there anything else that you can think of or anything else that you want to ask or add? I don't know. What's, what's the next step? Uh, the next step we're going to have, like I said, we're going to have the crime scene person come in and uh, process you, take photos of you and process everything. And then, you know, from there, you'd be going, you'd be transported over to the Travis County Yeah. Okay? Okay. But I will be right back with you. And is there anything you need in the meantime? Any water or anything like that? Um, no, thanks. Okay. Do you need something? No. Okay. On their way, so... Okay, one in chamber. Okay. 
And then uh, you, you racked that one, so there was one in the chamber the, tonight. Yes, ma'am. Do you normally carry it like that at home or keep it like that at home? No, ma'am. When you, when you store it at home, what, what do you normally do? What's your process there? I keep everything in the clip and then I don't chamber it. So it's in the gun and you, you load it, Correct. but you don't chamber one? Correct. Okay. And the safety's on normally? Correct. Or not cocked or whatever? Yes. What kind of 388 is it? Uh, Jimenez. Jimenez? Yes. Jimenez. Okay. Um, when, at, when tonight did you cock it and, or, you know, load it and put one in the chamber and... I cocked it before I went into the store. Okay. So when you were driving around on your motorcycle, it was like it normally was. There wasn't one in the chamber and it wasn't cocked. Yes, ma'am. Do you know, did you keep it in the backpack or...? It was in my pocket. It was still in your pocket. Okay. So when you're out in the parking lot, you got off the bike? Yes. And then you racked one into the chamber and then you caught it? Yes, ma'am. You put it back in your pocket? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Where did, you, where did you park in the parking lot? Wherever your bike was? Um, yeah, usually with the bike, you know, you don't have to park in the parking lot spots. I just park up next to the door. Close. Pretty close to the door. Pretty close, yeah. Okay. Was anybody around? Did anyone see you? Like, I mean, I'm assuming they would have called if they did, but... No. Did you notice a lot of people going by when you were doing this, or...? No, I didn't notice anybody. Were you looking out for people just to see if somebody was there? Yeah, I kept my eye out, yes. And did you have any extra clips on you? No, no. They had one in a um, in a bag with your license and all that stuff. Is that the one from the gun? It should be. I mean, I'm trying to think. I might have had another clip in there. I don't think so. If you say you did have another clip, let's just say that you had one tonight. Where would you normally keep it on you? Just um, probably in the same pocket with my gun. Okay. So if there was an extra one, it would have been in your right pocket as well. Okay. And you talked about, you know, multiple people kind of tackling you. Do you, you know, when you got tackled after you shot the officer, do you remember anyone in particular? Did you just, or was it just a bunch of people? Um, most there was just the uh, loss prevention guy that I saw. Loss prevention guy? Yeah. Do you remember who put the handcuffs on you? Um, no, man. Okay. But loss prevention was there. I mean, were there any other uniformed like officers. So we're afterwards, yes. But when you got tackled, it was the loss prevention guy.
Mr. and one loss prevention gentleman standing there on the way out. Okay. When you went in the store, you went in the store alone or with anyone else? No, sir. Okay. How long were you in the store? Approximately 10 minutes. Okay. And when you first entered the store, what did you do at that point? At that point, I proceeded to go to the food aisle. Were you aware that Walmart has loss prevention? No. Not more than any other store. You're aware that they have people that look out for that kind of thing, right? Correct. Okay. So what led you to shoplift on this particular night? Being short on money, sir. So you went in the store with the intention of shoplifting? Yes, sir. Okay. And you had your backpack on, is that how you were carrying your items out? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, the handgun that you had on your person, describe that to me. It's a .380 Jimenez handgun bought from a pawn shop in Fort Collins. And how long ago was that? Two and a half years ago. Do you remember how much you paid for it? $175, approximately. Okay. And where do you normally keep that handgun? In my closet. Okay. And I have it locked up. I have my key in my pocket. Okay. But you had it with you tonight? I had it with me in case there was an altercation. Okay. What kind of altercation were you foreseeing? I was foreseeing cops preventing me from leaving the store. Okay. So if you foresee that you're going to have that type of altercation, what were your intentions with the gun? To scare them. Okay. Where did you keep the gun in? My right pocket. In your right pocket? Yes, sir. Okay. Was the gun loaded? Yes, sir. Okay. How do you know so? Because I put bullets in the clip, and I put the clip in the gun, and then I pulled back and put one in the chamber. And when did you do that? Before. I always have the clip in there for self-defense. And I pulled the chamber as I was leaving. As you were leaving when? As I was leaving my house towards Walmart. Okay. So you chambered a live round when you left your house and went to the Walmart. Correct. And you said your intentions were to pull the gun to scare? Correct, sir. Brandon, you told me you had chambered the round when you got off the motorcycle at the Walmart. Are you now saying it was at the house? It was around that area. Did you remember doing it before you got onto the bike to even begin with? Memory is slightly fuzzy from the drugs that I took. But there's a 50-50% chance that it's on either side. Okay. Have you ever fired that handgun before? Yes, sir. Okay. How often? When I first got it, I fired it in the mountains several clips in open range. Okay. So you're familiar with how it functions? Yes, sir. Okay. 
And then you inserted that clip into the gun tonight. How many bullets were in that gun? Six in the clip, one in the chamber. Okay. And that was from tonight? You remember that? Correct. Okay. So where did you get the ammunition from? I stole it from Collins, Colorado. Okay. Do you have any more ammunition at your residence? Yes, sir. Okay. How much so? One box of tracer and one box of hollow point. Okay. And do you normally carry this kind of brand? No, sir. Okay. When's the last time you actually carried it on your person? This last time, sir. You know about this last time? You know about last night? Correct. When was the time before that? I've never carried it. Last time I just shot in the mountains in Fort Collins. Okay. So you have it for protection. So you have it for home protection? Correct. Okay. But on this particular occasion, you made a decision not to take the gun with you. That's correct. Just in case an altercation happened. I know I'm incriminating myself, but that's the truth. Okay. When you saw the loss prevention officer and the officer, you could differentiate between the two, which one was the law firm employee? Yes, sir. Okay. Can you describe to me what they were wearing? The officer was wearing police uniform, black. The loss prevention was wearing a blue jumpsuit-type uniform. Okay. How do you know that the police officer, how do you recognize that as being a police officer uniform? He had his badge on and a utility belt with guns on it. Okay. Did he say anything to you? As I walked past, he said, hold on, come with me. And where did you first have contact with him at in the store? That was the first time. And where was that at? Right before the exit. Okay. So when he's telling you that, what did you then do? I ran. Okay. Where were you running to? The exit. Okay. And where were you planning on going? Out the door and then escape from Walmart. Okay. Now you had your motorcycle parked out there. Where did you park your bike at? I parked it, I think, along the back side. Okay. Or along the side. Is that where you normally park it? I normally, yeah, I don't park it in the parking lot just because it's easy to park it up next to the building. Okay. How many times have you shopped at that Walmart before? Three times a week. Three times a week? Yes, sir. Over the course of how long? Since I've lived here an hour and one year and four months. Okay. Now, last night, did you consume any alcohol? Last night? Yes, sir. Okay. And what did you have? I had two shots of rum. Two shots of rum? Yes, sir. Okay. Where was that at? At my house. Okay. Let's take off your juices. When was this? I'm sorry? What time did you have that alcohol? Around 10 p.m. last night. I'm only asking because I'd asked you earlier if you had any alcohol and you said no. 
Not today, ma'am. Last night. I said, did you have any? You were smoking the weed? And then you had the bars, right? That was today, yes, ma'am. So last night? I drank alcohol, yes, ma'am. And how much? About two shots, ma'am. Of rum? Yes, ma'am. What kind of rum? Captain Morgan's. Captain Morgan's? Yes. Any other alcohol? No, ma'am. Is the time frame coming in a little bit clearer now on when you might have gone on your motorcycle? No. I'm sorry. You heard it said it was around 8 to 8.30. That's what I believe. Okay, so if you were on your motorcycle at 8 to 8.30, let's just say, where did you consume the shots at 10 p.m.? That was the night before, ma'am. The night before? Yes. Okay. So this was not when you got off at work at Hewlett-Packard. You went home and then you smoked the weed. I got off on last night. I drank alcohol, went to sleep, went to work today. Okay. And then I smoked weed and did the sandbag. Okay. So it was the night before you did the two shots? Correct. And then you worked all day? Considering, let's just pretend it's the same day. You worked all day and then all this happened. Because we're now on the following morning, which I think is the confusion. We're getting the time frames a little bit mixed up. When he was asking you about the alcohol, I think he was assuming that it meant, you know, after you got off of work and before all this happened. Okay. So I just want to clear it up. So no alcohol after work today? No alcohol, but the bars, I think I had a little bit worse than alcohol. I can only imagine that they might have an effect on you. Do you take any other prescription medications? No, ma'am. No prescription meds at all? No, ma'am. Allergy meds, any kind of meds? Like sleeping aids every so often. What kind of sleeping aid? Shoot. Walsam. Walsam? The generic Unisam? Generic, yes. Did you take any today? No, it's more like a once a week thing. Oh, if you have some issues sleeping? Yeah. Okay. So normally no prescription meds whatsoever, or you don't have any prescription meds, like, in your name? Yes, ma'am. Not? No. And have you ever been diagnosed with any kind of mental condition? No, ma'am. No personality disorder, no any kind of anything? Have you ever even gone to see a psychologist or psychologist or anything? I've gone to see a psychologist in sixth grade. In sixth grade? Yeah. What was that for? Just because my parents wanted me to go see one. Okay, but nothing since then? Okay. We're talking about this timeline a little while, so today is still yesterday. Sure. So when he was talking to you about the two shots of rum, it was from the night before. Okay. And then the work, and then everything today. Okay. So it's just that today is all one continuous day. Right. Daniel, I've got a crime scene specialist that's going to come in here. We're going to remove the handcuffs, and she's going to take some photos of you. Okay. And then I'm going to have her swab your hands. Okay? Yes, sir. So it's going to be just a moment, all right? Yes, sir. Okay, Jim. Can you stand up for me? I'm also Rizzo here. I'm going to have him pat you down again. Yes, sir. And then we'll remove the handcuffs.
personal handler, harvesting specialist, well skills, and training, take photographs, and so on. Is it possible that it just blew your sweatshirt off? She's got something else. Separate your viewpoint corner, a little wider. There you go. You want boxers? Are you wearing anything underneath those boxers? No, sir.
what that is on your person? That would be from the cops. Can you turn and face the officer? Thank you. Yes, I'm going to go back on her face as we just move back around. Okay. 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 Okay
Farrell from the Office of the Police Standing in the Shrine. It's closer than I am to you. Can we just shoot him at? How many times did you shoot him? Once. Tony Gross, did you fire? Once. Tony Gross, did you fire? Once. I'm 
discussing. What else is going on if you write down as far as relationship-wise? I had a girlfriend for four and a half years. Four columns, and we moved out to Texas together. And then about four months ago, we split up. That's kind of what started this shit. So when you guys split up about four months ago, what happened after that? When you said started this shit, what led up to it? I felt really bad. I felt really lonely. I wanted her back a lot. Was it a violent relationship? No, it was a good relationship. It was just she wanted something better. I'm still in love with her. You still keep in contact with her? Try to. Okay. Is that just on your own side? Yeah, it's on my side. And how does she feel about that? She's being nice about it, but she just wants me to go away, I think. Are you ready to do that? I'm probably going to prison for the rest of my life, so I'm probably ready by now. So when you went to the store, you said you were in there for about ten minutes or so? Walk me through when you first pulled up to the store on your bike. I went in. I pulled out a few vegetable see-through bags. I started to get some stuff to make spaghetti. I literally had, like, no money. Filled it all up. Had the backpack. Once I had about this much full of stuff, I went to an aisle where no one was there, and I put in the backpack. What aisle did you go to? I don't know the aisle. Just the first one that nobody was there. I turned around and came back towards the exit. I wasn't paying attention much until I saw one cop and one lost relation gentleman sitting there. Once I walked past him, the police officer tried to stop me. And then from then on, I ran. I got the gun in my pocket, and I shot him. Okay. Was the officer standing or sitting? He was standing. He was standing when you first saw him? Correct. Or was the officer lost in the shadows? He was standing as well. Okay. So who was sitting? Nobody was sitting. Okay. I misunderstood. I thought you said somebody was sitting. Pardon me. Okay. So when you're walking towards the door, and you first see them, where are they at in the store when you first see the police officer and the lost relation officer? Well, there's the entrance with the carts. There's about 30 feet in front, right where you exit the front aisle. Would you mind kind of drawing out a diagram for me? Certainly. Okay. This piece of paper, and if you kind of draw out that entrance area of the store. This is the north entrance? This is the entrance. Yes, the north entrance. So here are the sliding glass doors. Here's where the carts are. If you walk in here, here's where McKinney's is. Okay. 
there? Yes. And they were walking in which direction? They were standing there waiting for me. They were standing there? And you indicated three circles. Who do they represent? There's only two, but I'm just marking people. Okay, so there's two people. There's a police officer and a Walmart employee. Correct, yes. And what was the Walmart employee wearing? A blue jumpsuit type outfit. Is that something that all the Walmart employees wear? Not the sales associates. I usually see them wearing aprons, so I could tell that this guy was the loss prevention. So when you first laid eyes on him, you knew that that was an Austin police officer and a loss prevention officer? Correct. Okay, so what was going through your mind when you first saw him? Panic. Okay. Did you know that they were there for you? I could sense it, yes. Okay. And when you first saw them, how far away from them were you? I was about right here. Okay, feet-wise. How far was that? Seven feet. Okay. And were they just standing in one position or were they moving? Standing. Okay. One position. And where were they looking? Out towards the store, pretending not to look at me. Okay. And so what did you do at that point? I proceeded to walk next to them on the way out. Okay. Can you draw a line as to how you walked towards the exit door? If I was right here, I started exiting this way. Okay. From here, he grabbed me. And who grabbed you? Police officer. And how did he grab you? He grabbed me and said, would you come with me real quick? And I said, why? And then I started running. Okay. He grabbed you on the right arm? Left arm. Your left arm? Yes. Okay. And then he tackled me and pulled his arm out. And then he pulled his arm out for him to tackle you? No, it was kind of at the same time. He grabbed me and then I started running. Okay, so you pulled the gun out as you were running? Yeah. How far away was the officer? He was right on me, kind of went on to me while we tackled me at the same time. Okay. And how did he tackle you? He grabbed me and just used his body weight to push me. So when he first grabbed you on the left arm here, were you able to break free from his grasp? Or did he have a hold of you the entire time? He had a hold of me the entire time. Okay. And what is he saying to you as you're trying to leave? He didn't say much. Right after he said stop, I shot him. Then there were other either police officers or loss preventions that tackled me and then started saying, you know, just trying to scare me and stuff. Did he, did the officer still have his hands on you when you shot him? I don't believe so. It might have been. Okay. And you guys were facing each other at this point? For a split second I saw his face before shooting. Okay. Now did you turn around or did he turn you around as he started tackling you? He grabbed me and then I turned around on my own board and shot him. So your right hand was free? 
my right hand's free, you can't be left on me. And the testimony he wasn't here earlier when you were speaking, and you don't remember the distance between where you were and where the officer was, and so you kind of got like this, and you said that was a pretty accurate distance for this, between your hand coming up, and then the distance between your hand and his face. How far was it at the end of the barrel of the gun from the officer's face? It's a very short gun. It's a .380. It goes out to about here. Okay. It was about this far away from the officer. Okay. So stand up for me for a second. Yes, sir. So if he's got you, do you understand he grabbed you? He grabbed your left arm. He was facing me, so I think he grabbed me with this arm. Because you're walking past? Yeah, and then I started running, and then he turned around. Okay, let's mimic that. Show me the argument. He started running. Okay. And then I think he grabbed me with both arms at that point. Do you know where he grabbed you with the other hand? Yeah, at the same area. Okay. And then I started to trip. Okay. And that's about what happened. Now, when you grab your gun and you're bringing it up to shoot him, where did you end up shooting him at? In the face. Okay. And is there a reason why you shot him in the face as opposed to? It was the first target I saw. Okay. You're trying to shoot him in the face. It was the first, you know, the rest of it was a different color. His face was a different color, and it seemed like a target to hit at that time. So when you shoot him, what happens at that point? At that point, I lay down, and he lay next to me, and blood was running down his face. What was going through your mind? It was just basically take me out, and then it was over. So what do you think was going to happen when you shot him? It's hard to think. It's really hard to think on those drugs. You had told me you had said that you had already thought that he might be dead. I was pretty sure he was dead. I mean, Detective Hugo wasn't here, but you had heard him gurgling. I heard him gurgling, and there was blood coming down the side of his face. You didn't hear him say anything, make any statements, or be able to say anything? He didn't say anything, no. Just the gurgling? Yes, ma'am. Did the officer at any point hold his gun up his gun belt? No, sir. And who handed the handcuffing to you? I did for another officer. I'm not sure. You know, was it a police officer or a Walmart employee? I believe it was a police officer. Okay. You had told me that the loss prevention might have tackled him. I'm not sure. There was at least four guys around there at that time, and they were all on top of me. After you shot the officer, did you continue to try to get away? No, sir. Okay. Why not? Because I knew it was going to be those four guys on top of me. 
What happened to your gun after you shot the officer? And I lost it. I had no idea where it was. Did you try to shoot the Gulf Prevention officers? No, sir. Do you know the rounds were fired? One. One? Yes, sir. And it was one that you fired towards the face of the officer? Correct. Okay. Were there any other shoppers or people standing around when this happened? There were shoppers, but I don't think they were around this area. This is like the entrance to McDonald's, and then here's the main entrance, and I'm sure there was shoppers around this area. So I'm trying to do my best to get in your head and figure out what was going through your mind as all this played out. Give me any insight as to why you decided to pull the trigger? It's a lame excuse, but basically blaming it on the drug. I've done the drugs for the past four months. I've almost been broke from spending a lot of money on the drugs, and I make $4,000 a month, and I shouldn't be going broke. But I have a drug problem with that. Well, that's an interesting point about your mindset. You know, you were saying that you don't normally carry your gun. So if you have a gun, you don't normally carry one. I've got to never carry one. Why is that? I don't have a good explanation for that. All I can say is the drugs. I mean, you knew you were going to get shot. You accept that. Okay, you knew you might encounter some police officers on the road. Yes, ma'am. We're just trying to understand, like, we're talking about shoplifting, which could be like a ticket. And then you bring a gun into it, which obviously raises things up. I mean, considering you were just going to shoplift, I mean, was there anything else you were planning to do tonight? No. That may warrant, you know, carrying a gun? The gun was for to scare anybody who might try to catch me. Like an intimidation factor for police officers if they were going to run to you? Did you think at any point when you saw the officers about just self-surrendering? I had it all in my backpack, and I noticed the cops four feet away from where they were already planning on grabbing me. So it was futile. Are you having it all in the vegetables? I had it all in my backpack, and I was four feet away from the cops before I noticed that they were there, and they were already staring me down. So what would have happened if you shot the officer and the law enforcement went there to stop you? What were you going to do? Or what would you have done? I think there was four other guys there at Walmart that would have taken me down. Was there any doubt before this happened that you were going to be taken into custody? I didn't want to shoot anybody. 
I mean, no firearms, no extra rounds, anything like that? You had the extra equipment in your pocket? Yes, ma'am. Any gun in my pack? Certainly. Did you have any drugs on you tonight? No. How much money did you have with you when you were in this room? I brought nothing in my pocket. I literally had zero dollars in my pocket. So you're not planning on purchasing anything? No, I was planning on shopping tonight. The main thing here is that you want to try to explain to me what happened. Okay? And you understand that a police officer being killed is going to bring a lot of emotion to the table, and especially all together in the city and with the police department, right? What we need to do is try to establish why this officer got killed. We're trying to make some sense of it, try to have somebody understand why. Okay? And right now, what we're left with is there's an officer who's dead for vegetables because you decided to shop with vegetables. Okay? Do you see? I understand. Do you see how that would be kind of upsetting to most people? I mean, he lost his life because of portobello mushrooms and onions and some hot green peppers. Is that what it comes down to? Yes, ma'am. You know he had two kids? Two kids that don't have their father anymore because of portobello mushrooms and onions and hot green peppers. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see how it sounds? Somebody's son, a father, a good friend, part of a good community of police officers who's now dead because of vegetables. And we need to try to make something out of this. We need to have something come from this. And I don't know what it is because right now it seems pretty senseless and it seems pretty pointless. You're going from a Class C ticket that you would have gotten for shoplifting to capital murder. Do you see? I understand. See what I'm trying to wrap my brain around? Never mind yours. Never mind trying to explain this to everyone else. Trying to wrap our brains around vegetables versus a man's life. How does that make you feel? Yes. I'm not making anything. I just... You should feel horrible, right? You're going to have to live with this, okay? You're going to have to live with this. We may try to understand it and we probably never will, but you're the one who's going to have to live with it, okay? And I don't know how you do that. Thank you.
be sitting in here with that handcuff sign? You know, if there's any kind of issues? Well, what we're waiting on is a search warrant so we can obtain a supplier sample for you. And then we're going to transport you down to the main jail. You already did McGrady, so we're not going to get the search warrant anyway. So it's not really, it's not really a big deal. I mean, it was your consent. I mean, it was your, you know, you either wanted to get it or you didn't, and you declined. So, I mean, hopefully we're not talking about a large amount of time. Do you want to get down to the jail and just get this over with? Is that what you're trying to say? Kind of. I'd rather not sit in the room, you know. I would like to wish I could see how long that will be. downtown Austin where the man sentenced to death for killing an Austin police officer more than three years ago went before a judge this morning. Brandon Daniel is asking for the judge to speed up his execution. KXAN's Chris Sadegi was at today's hearing and joins us with more. 16 months after he was sent to death row, Brandon Daniel was back in Travis County on Friday to say he wants to waive his appeals, speeding along his trip to the lethal injection chamber. Shackled at the hands and wearing prisoner's garb, he told the judge he understood the decision he is making by wanting to dismiss his appeals attorneys. Those attorneys will try to intervene and stay on the case, but Daniel in a letter to the judge listed three reasons to dismiss them. To save taxpayer money, to spare the families involved more angst, and to spend the least amount of time in prison as possible. The attorneys involved in the original trial said it's a move that doesn't really surprise them. 
being an extremely intelligent person, he's made the decision that rather than spend the rest of his life living with the consequences of what he's done, he'd rather uh, suffer the consequences of what he's done. I think he understands and really does feel uh, for the family of Officer Padron. I mean, it's a tragedy that, you know, those girls don't have their dad and Judge Brenda Kennedy said she wants Daniel to undergo a psychiatric evaluation while he's in Travis County to determine if he is competent to make this decision. She could rule if Daniel will get his wishes granted in the coming weeks. Also, Gary Cobb said he talked to Jaime Padron's family, and they also want to see this process expedited. We're at the Travis County Justice Complex, Chris Sadegi, KXAN News. And Austin police sent us a statement regarding Daniel's plan, saying they have no doubt he killed Officer Padrone and the department would not have been opposed to his petition. The Texas Department of Criminal Justice says inmates that receive capital punishment stay on death row, an average of nearly 11 years before being put to death. However, there are exceptions. So to give you some perspective here, Joe Gonzalez and Stephen Renfro were both put to death about nine months after being sentenced to death back in the 1990s. Both waived all rights to appeal, which sped up their executions. At the other end of the spectrum, a Travis County inmate, David Powell, spent more than 31 years on death row until his execution in 2010. He was sentenced to death for killing an Austin police officer in 1978. His appeals lasted until the year before his death. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.